Online fam, welcome to another podcast. Glad that you're here. This is Kenny. Uh, I'm the minister of students at Western Baptist Church, and I'm glad that you're here with us today. Today is going to be different as far as the podcast itself. Um, normally what we do is we take the message that we spoke on the night before, say on a midweek service, and we just use it to be our podcast to try to try to maybe give someone else the message that God's given us. But today is going to be different. Today is kind of a down day for me as a youth pastor. And um, don't mean down as in, well, yeah, it's kind of down in a lot of ways. But uh, tonight we are going to, our ministry is going to be sitting uh, just cards of encouragement to our seniors uh, throughout uh, Chilton County High School. So we're excited about that. I had the opportunity to just give them an encouraging word. Um, so I don't really have as much to prepare for. Now, I've got plenty going on, but I'm just taking a little bit of time just to kind of, I guess, I don't know what you would say. I guess just kind of rest for a moment, maybe try to clear my mind. And a lot of times clearing our mind, we have to get things off of our mind. So um that's what this is going to be about, and it's just the life of a youth minister. And if I were to title this, I would probably call call it "I'm I will try to smile." And the reason that it's called that is it's just this time of year. Springtime is here, and if you've never been to springtime in Alabama, it's something special. Uh, everything that has color turns a greenish yellow because pollen is everywhere. And uh, of course, we're we're a peach area, so we grow peaches, and so it's wonderful for the peaches, but it's horrible for your allergies. So everyone's got the sniffles. But springtime is a reminder of things that are new, uh, as as God has given us the the beauty of seeing. Um, Everything come back to life during springtime. The flowers start blooming. The trees start putting leaves back on. Uh, there's just a special feeling. The weather changes. You get uh, some some warmer temperatures, and it's it's a wonderful time. But um, it's a difficult time for me as a youth pastor. And uh, this by no means is a call for pity for youth ministers, but it's just maybe a little insight to someone who's never been here to come to understanding. Of some of what goes on in youth pastor's life. Um, springtime is a wonderful time, but it's difficult for many reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is prom season is here, and it's so difficult to watch these kids that have grown up in your ministry that are now beautiful young adults, to watch them get dressed up and, and to see pictures of them. It's just it's a difficult time for, for a youth pastor because I couldn't imagine being a parent, which I am a parent, but my child's only 13, but to be at that place where you're watching your baby step like an adult. That's just crazy to me. But watching that is difficult. Uh, it's also difficult because it is time for us to start getting ready for our senior events. Uh, being a student pastor, you watch a, a kid come into your ministry uh, out of sixth grade. <clears throat> Excuse me. They walk in and their eyes are wide. They're scared to death. And there's something special about you as their youth pastor. They see you differently. They, you're no longer just that person they see on church from time to time. You're that person that's involved in their life. And there's a time where they love you. They want to be where you are. They want to, to say hey to you in public. And then they realize, hey, um, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know what it is. But there comes a time where those those kids that used to want to be wherever you are, they don't want to anymore. And that's hard to deal with as a as a pastor. I guess our egos are, are blown. But um, those kids start finding ways to not be where you are. 
whether it's at church or whether it's you go to a ball game and normally they would come and sit with you at a ball game. Well, they don't want to do that anymore. Or you'll pass them in a hallway at school and they won't even speak to you. And it just it breaks your heart as a youth minister because uh, here are some kids that you've just poured your heart into. And it's no fault of their own. They're growing up. They've got different things on their mind, and that's a difficult time. But as we're looking at our seniors, uh, it's a very difficult time for me because, well, there's really two reasons behind it. One, un- unfortunately, is a selfish thing. There's a, there's a good bit of jealousy that goes into this because I'm watching kids step out and start their future. From the time uh, a kid is born to the time they graduate high school, their life is pretty much dictated for them. Uh, they're going to go to school. They're going to be involved in certain things. They're not going to be involved in certain things. And so that's just part of life. And they're coming into their senior year and all you hear about, and you know, we live in a small community. And in our community, one of the things that you hear from so many kids is I can't wait to get out of this little town. And one of the things that that I've seen personally in 20-something years of ministry um, is that these kids that just can't wait to get away from here also can't wait to get back because they realize the bright lights and all is not everything that they thought it was going to be. But the jealousy part of me, of my sight of this, is uh, I'm watching kids with excitement step into the unknown. And that's something we've talked about in, in Bible studies and in our crossroad messages is the excitement of the unknown. You know, when you, the first time you dive into water, the first time you skydive, the first time you hold that girl's hand, if you're a guy, if you're a girl, you hold a guy's hand. But anyway, uh, the first time you, you, your first kiss, you know, the excitement, the anticipation, and there, there's just a certain feeling that you have. And I'm, I'm watching these seniors with that look in their eye. They're talking about the schools they've been accepted to. And it's it's just crazy in my mind to watch these students. We have so many of our students that have scholarships to some of the larger schools here in our state. Uh, we've got kids that that have been offered great jobs. We've got kids. I've got I've got a senior that he's working two jobs and he's still in school. So here, here's a kid going to school and he gets out of school and he works two jobs. And just he's got that work ethic. You know, he got finished with one job and could have gone home and he went by his other job. And he said, yeah, I just went up there to work so they wouldn't have to stay till midnight. I mean, just that and the excitement of what's coming, getting out on your own, doing your own thing. And I can remember that. But I also look back and realize how I wasted so much of my time during that time because I didn't really have a goal. I didn't have ambition to say, per se. Um, and so there's that jealousy side of me because uh, for 20-something years, I've done the same thing every day. You know, you get up, you go to work, and that's part of being an adult. Um, you you set into the adult lifestyle and you've got a job that you go to and uh, regardless of how much you love your job there are days that you're just like is this it and so that excitement level you know uh, what's coming next you're like well there's not really anything coming next this is what I do so there's that part of it that's kind of it just kind of brings you down a little bit during the springtime Um, The other side of it is I've got kids that are leaving. 
gosh, I don't want to get emotional yet. I don't want to get emotional, period. But it's it's one of the most difficult things. And I, I've never found someone that works your normal nine-to-five job that can understand this. Um, when a kid comes into your ministry at seventh grade, as just for an example, for me, for seventh grades, when they start here, um, they become a huge part of your life. Uh, no longer are they just that little kid you see in church. They're part of your ministry. And with them being part of your ministry, your thoughts are about them. Your thoughts of what can I do to um, to help these kids grow in Christ? What can I do to make sure these kids are ready or prepared for that next step that comes their way when they graduate high school? When they go off to college, how do I know what I've taught them is going to help them make the right choices? And... It's difficult because they're excited and they're, it's going to sound negative, they're excited, but they're going to walk away. And you're here watching them walk away and it is heartbreaking because part of your life walks away. And again, I don't, I don't know, um, my wife's a school teacher, she's a sixth grade teacher and you know, I've I've never really talked to her about this, and maybe I should. You know, is do you watch the kids when they leave your classroom for the last time? Does it does it break your heart because they're gone? And I, I don't know. Maybe it does, but for me, uh, it breaks my heart. And it's not because they've done anything wrong. They're doing what they're supposed to do. It's just there's a part of me that's going to be missing. And each day I come into my office. And I sit in my office and I look across and I've got pictures from, gosh, I don't know what year that is. Um, I've got pictures of my seniors that have graduated. And it's their senior portraits, their cap and gown pictures, their, their formal pictures, their graduation invitations. And I, I, you know, I've got tons of pictures over on my wall. And each day I come in and I look at those pictures. And I'm very, very blessed to live in a community where some of these kids are still around here. And I get to see them from time to time. I stay in contact through social media with many of them. Um, but just looking at that, you know, it, it takes me back to thinking about when they were seniors. And, and I look at the, like the first young lady when she graduated. I'm looking at her right now. She is now a school teacher in our community. She teaches in, in our community. Uh, she has two children. She and her, her husband have two children. Um, but, the, you know, they're members of our church. They are here. And it's, it's awesome to see that. But they're not my little kids anymore. And that's just tough to deal with. Uh, watching them walk away and just thinking, you know, what did we make a difference? Is there anything I've done that has shaped them? And I think for me, there's always that question in my mind of what did I not teach them? And, you know, as a parent now, as a father, I'm watching my son grow and I'm, I'm seeing him turn into uh, a young man and he's, he's smarter than I've ever considered, uh, than I would ever consider myself. Uh, he's, he's becoming a good athlete. Um, he's talented. He's got so many talents. And I watch him and I think, you know, what am I missing out on? What am I not teaching him? And the older I get, the more I just want to make sure kids are ready for what's coming their way. And it's a difficult time because when I watch these kids walk across that stage, if I'm able to go to their graduation, but walk across a senior recognition for our church, 
when I watch that, I see them the same way I saw them when they first walked into my youth room. And it's so difficult because those kids are, they're moving on. And it's, it's a strange thing, because you know, being here for 21 years, uh, I'm starting my 22nd year this summer, but being here that long working with students, um, things have changed so much. You know, there was a time where we called it the, the senior blues, and the second semester of a kid's senior year, they start missing. They start not being in church. And when I say being in church, I'm, I mean all of church. You know, we, we get together corporately five times for worship. And there was a time where five times every kid was going to be there. Uh, as our ministry has grown, there are other ministries in the area that some kids are part of. When I first started, there wasn't a whole lot of that. And so, um, you know, for the most part, I knew they were going to be here. But there was that senior year, that second semester of their senior year, they were going to start dripping, drifting off. And we knew that that was going to happen. And it, it bothered me. But at the same time, I understood um, then it kind of went the whole senior year. And you would talk to the students that go, oh, I'm just so busy with all the senior stuff going on. I'm, I'm taking college courses as well. I've got, you know, six million things going on. And I do understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, but, you know, for, for five years, you've been here. Finish strong. Don't just walk away from this. Um, and, you know, then it, it got kind of into the junior year. And it breaks my heart now, but I'm looking at 15-year-olds that maybe they come to church, maybe they don't. And it, it just it makes me wonder, what did I do back then that I'm not doing now? Now, I realize that I'm old. Uh, I'm not the cool youth guy. I don't know that I ever was the cool youth guy, but I was the fun youth guy, I guess. I don't know. I was a youth guy, and I always had stuff going with our students, and I still do, um, but... There are so many other things going on, and it breaks my heart, and it's unfortunate, but there are times when society wins out over the spiritual things, and you know, a lot of times that happens, and I'm watching kids that, that I look at and, and pray over and, and just beg God, Lord, help them to be the leader that's going to help this youth ministry be what it should be, and you watch them just kind of go, no, nah, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I won't. I know that God is my Savior. I know Jesus is my Savior, but I'm not really going to put a whole lot into it. And that, that just troubles me. It burdens me. And, you know, I'm looking at 20 years. Well, 20 years from now, what is ministry going to be? And I don't know. And that's, that's one of the things that, that I constantly think about. Not that I would still be doing youth ministry in 20 years. Maybe so. Who knows? I mean, gosh, I'd be 68. I'd be the oldest youth minister in the world. Um, but just, you know, what what is it going to be? Uh, we, we live in the society to where we try to cater things toward groups. You build a travel baseball program for those kids that want to be a part of that. Whereas there was a time where you said, this is baseball, you'll play with the league ball, you'll play in school ball, and then that's it. But now we can play baseball year-round, and a lot of times that takes precedence over anything else that's going on. Uh, same thing with softball, with soccer, with basketball, with any kind of sports. Also, academically, 
Um, we're watching kids graduate from high school and they've already finished their first year of college. You know, that used to not be a thing. There was a time where kids were kids until they got into college. And now we're looking at children like they're young adults when they're still just children. And I don't know if any of this makes sense. Maybe today's just a day I need to ramble. Uh, but springtime gets me in this place. Uh, my wife looked at me. that I was walking through church the other day, and there was a lady, and we'll just say her name is Miss Carol because that's her name. So Miss Carol, she's at one of our guest centers, and as I was walking across towards her, she just looked at me and she said, Are you okay? And I said, Yes, ma'am. Do I not look okay? She said, No, you don't. And I just jokingly said, well, that's the way I was born. I was born to look like this, Miss Carol. Ha, ha, ha. And I walked away, and I went up to my wife later on, and I said, babe, do I, do I look like I'm not okay? She said, Kenny, you don't look happy. And I said, okay. And so I took a step back, and I took a breath, and I looked at her, and I said, how's this? And I smiled, and she said, well, that's kind of creepy. And I said, well, do you want creepy, or do you want me? And she just kind of laughed, and I laughed. But... um it's not that I'm not happy. I'm trying my best to find a way to smile. But watching these students grow up is so difficult. Um, because part of your life is walking away. Um, I, I think back to the day that I moved into my first apartment. And my mother and father came down to help me move in. And I mean, it took like 20 minutes because I had an armful of clothes. I had a bed. Uh, I think someone had given me a sofa. No, I didn't have a sofa at the time. I had a chair, and that was it. And so my parents helped me move into my apartment. My mother, of course, she was being the, the super mom, and she had gone to the grocery store and bought me some things, and she had bought me a, a thing of, of silverware and some plates. And, you know, it was a little home, and it was cool because I was on my own. And I remember as... They were getting ready to leave. My father and I were walking out. I was going to take the truck that I borrowed from someone back, and they were going home. And my dad looked at me, and he said, Well, and you got to understand, we weren't a lovey-dovey family. We didn't walk around, oh, I love you so much. But my father looked at me, and he said, Well, um, if you ever need to come home, there's always a place for you. He got a little choked up. He wasn't an emotional person. But he got a little choked up when he said that. And, you know, that was... 30-something years ago. But today, as I look at my seniors that have graduated, and I think about our, I think there's 14 seniors graduating this year, I look at them and that's what I want them to know, is that there's always a place for you here, not just here at Weston Baptist, but here in my heart. But I find myself every day trying to figure out what can I do to make God as beautiful as the world is to you. And so as my students are graduating, as I'm sitting here in my office staring at these pictures, maybe that's what I need to do is take those pictures down. I wouldn't get this way. But I just, I just wonder, what would it take to make God beautiful to you? We, we cling to the promises of God. We hold fast to the promises of God. We, we celebrate the safety of what God is in our life, yet for so many of us, we don't put anything into it. It's, it's almost like it's a safety net. I know it's there, and if I need it, I'll fall into it, but right now everything's good. And 
unfortunately, I think for many of us as adults, that's kind of what we've taught our people. That's what we've taught our kids is that when you're in trials, trust God. When, when trouble comes your way, hold true to the promises of God. Uh, when you're worried, when you're scared, fear not. You know, we, we do all that, but what are, we, what are we doing with our faith? And that's one of the things that I want to challenge our students with, and I do. I challenge them that, you know, if the, the only part of your faith that you exhibit to people is the fact that you attend church, you're really missing out. You're really not doing what you should be doing with your faith. If, if the greatest stretch in your faith has been to go up to someone and go, hey, do you want to go to church with me tonight? Then what are you doing? And I say that thinking back to when I was a teenager. And I had no concept whatsoever of the beauty of God. I think one of the reasons God's allowed me to be a youth minister is because I screwed up so much as a kid that if I can tell my life stories, that maybe they won't make the same mistakes that I did. And I share that with our students all the time. And I also realize that I have adult expectations for my students. Unfortunately, I also realize that the adult expectations I have for adults a lot of times are greater than what they're willing to do. So if you get anything out of this, if anyone's even listening to this, I don't know that anyone even listens to our podcast, um, but this just kind of helps me get things off my chest. I am kind of in a melancholy spot right now because I love these kids so much. And they're about to step into a place where I can't protect them anymore. Now, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I've been speaking with athletes this week at Chilton County High, and I've been sharing this with them. That, you know, Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. That's our pastor's life verse, and uh, he, he uses that verse a great deal. But as I was speaking it to the students this week, I just really started just chewing on those words that trust God with all of my heart. And in trusting God, I have to trust myself as well. I've got to trust the teachings that I've been given. So if I've been taught at some point, I trusted what a teacher said. And tracing that back, you know, where did your teacher get their instructions? Where did Kenny, as a youth pastor, get the messages that he's given to these students for six years, for seven years, for eight years, for some of them? You know, I've worked with them since they were little children. Where, where did those lessons come from? And it came from a trust that I have in God that He's going to use me to speak life into these kids. And that's what I'm trusting. I'm trusting that as they take this next step, that they'll succeed. Not financially, not socially, but in the Christ, that they'll succeed, they'll succeed in Christ. It's not guaranteed. But as we did our last series, if we would take the steps, I know that God's got a bright future for them. Now, in saying all this, please don't think that I'm down on the kids that have graduated previously. As I mentioned, there, I, I look at these pictures, and, and just glancing over there, I see numerous kids that have children. They're involved in church. 
I see kids, and I call them kids, they're adults now. I see adults that are business owners. I see adults that are in the medical field. I see adults that are um, a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of one that's a youth pastor. I'm looking at his wife, who is a, a minister as well. Um, I'm looking at all these kids, and success is found in these students. Um, it's beautiful to see what God's done through them. But as I look at that, I just, I wonder, have we done all we could do to make sure these paths are straight for these kids? Have we taught them to be reckless with their faith? And when you when you hear the word reckless, that's not a word that you want to use when you speak about things that you're doing. But there comes a time when we have to be reckless with our faith, our faith in God, of what God's done in our lives. You know, are these students that are about to graduate as a class of 2019 going to be willing to do more than just go to a church service? Are they going to be willing to step into someone's life and help grow them in Christ? Are they going to be willing to take church wherever they are? And you you just never know. I'm looking at many students that, that do it on a daily basis. Did we do enough? I don't know. So anyway, uh, I'm just going to wrap this up. God has blessed me to be a, a minister here at a church. Uh, I love my church. I love my people. Uh, I pray for my students every day. Uh, I pray that God would open my eyes to see how I can lead. Uh, I pray for opportunities to be involved in their lives. I pray that I find a way to still be, gosh, I don't want to say cool, but in their sight, someone that they want to be around. Um, But greater than all this, I pray that they grow in Christ. And my prayer is that their growth doesn't stop just because they're graduating and becoming a Crossroads alumni. Uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing all of our senior things. We'll do a senior recognition service. Well, the week before that, actually, on a, on a Wednesday, one of our midweeks, it'll be Senior Crossroads. And that's going to be our podcast. I hope. I've not gotten any confirmation that any of them are even going to attend. So we might not. It might be a night that I just <laughs> cry. I don't know. Um, but Senior Crossroads is coming. And that's a night that we we give our midweek service to all of our graduating seniors, and they get up and they talk about their experience in being part of this ministry, and they talk about what God is in their life. And every year, it's it's a very special service for me because it's it's confirmation that they care, um, and that I wouldn't say I'm, I'm I do it to stroke my ego, but it helps to know that people care. Uh, it helps to to hear these seniors that the younger ones are looking up to and they're giving them words of encouragement to stay plugged in. And, yeah, that's my phone ringing. I live I live in my office pretty much. Um, but Senior Crossroads is coming up and we will give them their senior gift. They get, uh, you know, a, a gift from Crossroads uh, and a gift from myself. And I look forward to that. And then... Uh, Senior Recognition Day. We will recognize all of our graduating seniors in front of the church, present them with a gift, pray over them and their families, and then that afternoon uh, we'll have a senior luncheon for them. So all this senior stuff's coming up, and I'm just I'm so proud of what our kids are. And I'm excited for them as they take their step, but there's a part of me that just hurts. 
So um, wrapping this up, uh, love the fact that God lets me work with students and pray that God will continue to allow me to be a voice for them and that we make a difference. If you tune into this, I hope that this hadn't been one of these things that you started listening. To, oh boy, Kenny's on it today. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't know if anyone ever listens to it. Reach out to me. Send me something through email, uh, Kenny Martin at webconline.org. I would love to know if anyone even listens to this. Go to uh, KennyCrossroads.com and you've got links to my social media stuff. Just send me a message. Go, hey, I listened to it. It stinks. That's fine. You know, I just, I'd like to know if someone even listens to this. Um, but uh, thank you for being a part of today. Uh, I, I ask that you would pray for students in general. Uh, today, kids face things that I never imagined. And my prayer is that they would be strong in what they're facing. Um, pray for our ministry as we continue to grow, uh, as God continues to use us to reach a community. And pray for passion. For the passion for God to be greater than anything else we come into contact with. Again, thanks for being a part of Crossroads, and uh, come see us sometime. Thanks.